At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and I am in Sesames, Mississippi. I've got Joe and Joseph McGowan with me. And uh, they are artists in the Golden Triangle area here in Mississippi. And we're going to take some time to talk about their art and also uh, things they do while they're outside of working on art. And so, Joe and Joseph, how's it going today, guys? I'm doing good. It's a pretty day. I've been outside all day working. Just came in because you're here. Yeah. <laughs> to talk. Yeah, and just uh, just from being on the property, man, beautiful place. Digging the work that's been done out here. Yeah, part of the art, I think, for both of us is... Spending time outside and bringing the outside, inside, and inside, outside. Nature is part of everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, Joseph, what's going on, man? Yeah. Uh, yeah, today's a nice Saturday. Started out just walking around outside, uh, playing a little guitar by the pond. <laughs> right. Yeah. Joe, to start with you, how did art start for you? How did you get into it, man? What did that look like? Um, you know, so I, I was born in Maine, actually, my family. Uh we lived there till I was about 10 and a half, 11, yeah. at which point we moved to Mississippi. But I grew up in Maine. I had three younger brothers. My dad was in science. He was an artist, a musician. Um, my whole family on his side of the family was artistic and musical. So they didn't, I didn't, I wasn't encouraged to do art as a kid. It just seems to be something that's a drive, gene-wise. And I've, since I can remember, I've always done some kind of art Okay. since day one. All right, and Joseph, uh, Joe's son here, and so, uh, so what, what did that look like when you first started growing up, or some of them earliest memories? Was it being exposed to what he was doing, or what did that look like for you? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think that uh, growing up out here, uh, you know, participating in art and playing music and kind of curiously looking at nature, I think those all kind of became. Uh, natural they all felt like something that everybody does because that's that's what was normal when i was growing up both have mentioned nature now and like we're out here uh definitely in nature like you said just we just stepped inside to do this and so uh with your art uh well well, both of you whether it's abstract or uh however you want to put it art is our nature is definitely something that is it's a main pull of it uh when i see a lot of the work it's different animals or trees or uh, it's a lot going on but it's definitely nature and so um is that something that you find is definitely like the basis of the inspiration for me nature is like very important to my art i mean it it just ties together the 
And I'm also a scientist. I study insects, yeah. especially ants, and I, and I get to see things up close under a microscope. But even before I studied insects, I was looking at nature up close. My dad had a degree, PhD in entomology as well. Oh, wow. So I was looking at ants and wasps and things as a little kid under a microscope. Uh, but I've always been interested in the interrelationship of everything, how we do things to the planet affects everything. Everything's affected by what we do and back and forth, you know. Everything's interconnected. To me, the interconnectivity is the a huge part of my art. I, I love to let it go in my head, all these ideas and thoughts and science and nature and observations and let it flow out on its own will in a sort of a chaotic way. But it's it's all connected in some way, you know. Sure. Like like life and Yeah. And as we were talking just a little bit before, uh, you're the last of the baby boomer, and me and Joseph are millennials. So you're the last of the millennial. Yeah. And so, I mean, just what does that look like for you as far as, I guess, nature um, coming yeah. into your art? Well, <laughs> that's a big question, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think growing up out here and, and kind of appreciating it from you know scientific and artistic points of view definitely had an influence before um, before I ever even had used the internet or anything like that before. That's true. You know, when, when Joseph was young, we didn't have a TV uh, for a long time. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and growing up for myself, I didn't have a TV. And I was growing up in the Maine woods and on the coast and making do, finding things to entertain myself. And uh, he was the same way. He'd walk around the trails as a little kid playing my bazooki and making up songs about animals he saw. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think we, either one of us are directly drawn natural scenes. I, although I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the cooler art I do, the more interesting <clears throat> stuff. It's like there's nature in there, but it's different. It's right. like tangled up from my brain. Yeah. <laughs> in but some sure. Yeah. Strange way. And uh, the the piece in the living room that you were showing me that, um, what you said it was over forty different artists involved in eleven different countries. Uh, we had yeah, we've done some collaborative projects uh, that were massive with other artists uh with artists from probably up to 30 countries working on wow. on two pieces um 40 plus artists maybe 50 artists I, i'd have to add them up it's just crazy from all levels of art yeah you know good uh you know new to art to relatively famous in their genre yeah and so uh just in entomology if i can say that right entomology that's pretty yeah. good yes is that, is that is that cool mm-hmm. um like studying that and your father was one and like just a little more into that and I've seen a lot of your posts with this with ants and studies of that and even like uh what it was the reproductive organ of an ant like oh recently yeah that was a that was a reproductive structure of a a scarab beetle from Brazil was a new species okay Okay. someone's describing uh that's right uh when you look under a microscope at things like insects is there is nothing you can create that's weirder than already there in nature, like like fish yeah. is man. I, I think, love fish. I think we're both influenced by kind of the overlooked aspects of nature sometimes too, like the microscopic things that people don't think about. Yeah, yeah. It's just like seeing that that picture that you took of that shot. I was like, good grief! <laughs> with like an alien or something. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And with some of the things that I've seen with your art, it was like. I can kind of relate it to like some, seeing some of those pictures, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, that's mm-hmm. that's in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, the entomology, like 
where does that work take place? Is that just local work here in Mississippi, or like that was a Brazilian beetle? Well, I work at State in Mississippi State, uh, and we have a museum. It's a research collection, the Mississippi Entomological Museum, and our focus is southeastern insects. But we also bring in things from other countries, and we trade, and we've had collectors bring things in, or some of us go collect here and there. But to study something even regionally like Mississippi in the southeast, there's always new things coming in. So we we have to be experts of uh, things from all over the world in some cases. Like, I'm an expert with ants. Yeah. And uh, to know if something's exotic or if it's a new species, you got to understand the group worldwide in some cases. Yeah. So, you know, it's important. I got you. I mean, just with that, and we'll step back into the artist, just like out of my own curiosity with um, just over the years, have you seen changes with, like, just ants and just, like, um, have there been new uh, species introduced over the past few years here in the southeast or just like interesting finds that you've found over your work? Yeah, you know, ants, um, it's one group of insects, obviously, and it's, it's my, my special group. <laughs> but in the last, say, 15, 20 years, 20 years ago, we had, we, I knew of seven uh, exotic ants in Mississippi. Now we, now we have at least 30. So oh. we've these are newer introductions. It's not just that they're new. A lot of things are coming into our country all the time. We, you know, we have lots of, you know, trade and what have you. And and uh, but things are changing with the climate and what have you. And so we're seeing things come in that that it, 20 years ago couldn't exist over the winter. You know, they wouldn't overwinter here. And now they're uh, on our coast and they're moving up. Not only are they staying the residents, they're doing better. They're moving. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. So things are changing for them. Changing rapidly, really. All right, and just coming back here to Sesums and just like right here in this art studio, and uh, I mean, we both made mention about like before we started here is like jam packed and just <laughs> looking um, just kind of all over. We got art all over the place, and uh, just between y'all two and working together and Joseph as you've gotten older and hmm. uh, doing some of your work, uh, what does that kind of look like when y'all collaborate together? I guess it's probably similarly chaotic, you know. I think we both, the way we work is we start several things at once and are maybe working on several things simultaneously. And we've done that with collaborations before too, where maybe I painted three things and then he's drawing on top of those things and then I go back and paint on top of another one while he's doing that, you know. So it's kind of similarly chaotic all over the place, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing about living out here in Sesame's too, which... Uh, you know, being from Maine for a while, when I moved here, it was difficult. I, I we were in a really pretty area of the coast of Maine, you know, and uh, but then I started getting into the natural history of the this area in Mississippi and appreciated it more and more. Like Sesums, uh, out here, we're on top of a piece of Black Belt Prairie, which goes through Mississippi and Alabama. Mm -hmm. So believe then beneath the surface out here of our land, there's a chalk layer and it's a fossil bed from when Mississippi was underwater. The Cretaceous, you know, 65 plus million years ago. So our, le our, our, our lawn is littered with fossils everywhere. You know, it's yeah. amazing. And, and, and not only that, the soil above that is, is, is a remnant from this past prairie that, that later came about. And we have specialized plants that, that are here, not in other regions of the world, you know, just through the Blackwell Prairie. And I'm an entomologist, you know, there's insects that are specialized and tied to these plants. Well, I... Found at least four new species of insects in my yard. 
researchers from other countries have collected in our yard. That's they've right. flown here from Canada, you know. So that's really cool. We've hosted entomology camp kids here, and so we've had. And on the other hand, we've had artists out painting out in the. We've had musicians out here playing small festival type things. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So it's a it's a the whole uh, you know the natural history part is interesting. You know, if you go down in the creek, we can we found uh, ceramic bits from natives from 1800, 1500 years ago, arrowheads. Mastodon bone. <laughs> you know, and now, so we got these different time periods we can look at and think about in a circular now. Now Joseph is doing ceramics and talking about mm-hmm. taking bits of fossil bits and putting them in his ceramics. And mm-hmm. then we find ceramics where the natives did exactly that. So it's like coming back around. Yeah, it's yeah. just cyclical, right? You yeah. know, and they're using yeah. things, you know, they were using this, this fossil from, you know, Millions of years ago, and now here we come again. It's same. It's really awesome. Yeah. I, I find that fantastic. Yeah, and um, from both of you, and uh, some of the different things that you do is uh, just to talk about the things that you you paint on, whether it be pottery or whatever kind of canvas that you use, and uh, the pen or uh, the brush or whatever it is that you use. Like I guess just think of like uh, some of the some of your favorites from going by to talk about like those different um canvases that you've used well i love i love the idea of i've, I've done uh, i was hired as an entomologist early on not as an entomologist I was, I was hired as an illustrator yeah to do scientific drawings that was the first thing i did there and and my background was art not science so that's very straightforward you know you can't you know it's realistic it has to portray reality um on the other hand I'd rather draw or paint things that just flow freely out of my mind. I don't think about it at all. It's almost like, I call my art subconscious meandering. I can be doing and thinking about other things, listening to music, talking, and just letting it come out. I barely think about it, but whatever's in my brain comes out in its own way. Well, and then, of course, the media, which I may or may not use, can affect what I do. Like, I may randomly throw some paint down and move it around and see something. And what I see might be different from what you see because of my background. Um, and it might be different depending on the media. It's also, yeah, if you sp- have some spray paint there and then layer these ink layers on top of it, it might create different shapes to pull from. So you don't want to be scared to experiment with different media. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a, a guitar player. If, if you were to take a pedal board and uh, if you had a multi-pedal, and you changed all the settings. Every setting you put the pedal on, for some reason, you want to play a different style of music. Yeah. I don't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, as a musician yourself, yeah. I'm sure it does. Yeah. And then you go to the next set, and it's like, oh, I got to hammer this. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, Absolutely. or oh, yeah. this is Spanish. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, or whatever. So art's the, uh, the same way when you let uh, media kind of, if you have an open mind, and it let, let kind of feel the flow of the media. This is sort of interesting. We were talking about circular and, and time and space in a sense when I was a kid my family we didn't have a lot of money so I'd make my own things like up in Maine I would I would find birch trees and pull the bark off of this white birch I don't remember and you could you know you could draw on it it was like a really cool so but I would make my own inks out of berries right yeah so I'm like seven years old drawing on birch with ink making my own brushes and pens with reeds and what have you and ink from berries. Well, you know, I hadn't thought about this till recently, but today my favorite media currently is I work on pieces of birch plywood that I cut 
and I prime, and then I buy bottle inks <laughs> from all over the world, and, and then I apply them and, and throw them down and draw, paint and draw on top of them, whatever. And uh, it's exactly what I was doing as a kid, but it's like <laughs> it just came back around, and yeah. like yeah. you know, and it's a little more professional maybe. But it's interesting how yeah. that happened. Yeah, and so like Joseph, you're mm -hmm. studying at State now. Is art the major? Uh, yeah, art and uh, creative writing. Yeah, and so uh, with your art, and um, I mean. We're both from about the same time uh, time frame, time, yeah. And so, like as you were coming up, what was some of your favorite medias to kind of um, use? Yeah, I do. I do like to play around with different medias. I, I use a lot of oil pastels just because I like the roughness of it. Um, but I guess you know a generational thing. I, I do like to experiment with different digital media and take old drawings and manipulate them with Photoshop or Illustrator or something like that. Just as far as like collaborative and like to talk a little bit more about that, and let's just say that you had drawn something out or mm -hmm. painted something, and um, Joe comes back and has wrote or you know drawn over that. Uh -huh. Like, what does that process look back as y'all are going back and forth on something? Like maybe a piece here in the room that y'all have. Like, what if there's one here? That, Where are those little? Is that is that one? No, you did that one, right? Did I work on that one at all? I haven't yet. I don't think not that one. I don't know where those little guys are. Those are kind of good examples. Oh, yeah, they're in a box. I got them in a bin somewhere. Oh, gotcha. But uh, just to kind of bring one of those to mind and just kind of walk through that, is that something like, do y'all talk about it as you go, or is it like you come back and be like, oh, we worked on it? Today. Yeah, yeah, it's more the, the latter, I think. It's not yeah. always the same way either. Like but That's true. Yeah. Well, there's a local restaurant, for example, called The Veranda, and we're friends with Jay. He ate yeah. one of the owners, chef there, and he, he asked us to do some art for The Veranda. We did three large pieces, um, six foot long by three and a half foot paintings are in and uh like we did those in different ways one is a bunch of weird crabs one's freaking everyone is like was a different kind of collaborative thing yeah. Yeah. the methodology was different on each one on everyone yeah yeah the the craziest one was this one of vegetables and mm -hmm. and he went under and did the underpainting on that one especially With, like spray paint just made he made he created the whole flow of the piece yeah and then, and then uh i went in and I painted vegetables with that flow. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can tell the flow and the color scheme, you know, and I, I create, you know, and then uh, the other ones, the fish one, I think, they're just freaky fish. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> you know, he did some, I did some. We went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, yeah. Oh, we used different media, spray paint, acrylic markers. paint. Markers. Permanent markers, uh, what have you. Uh, and it just changed yeah. and evolved back and forth in a different way. Yeah. Um, so that... They're always different. We've done murals together a couple Yeah, the now. mural was like, you know, we had different drawings, and then you put them together in Photoshop, and that was the design, and then we just went over there, and we're both spray painting back and forth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, the last time I was in Memphis, um, I was hanging out with some of the guys from Star Massey, and just down the street from where one of them stays, it's like they're, and I like that uh, Starboy is doing this with some of their buildings in the the cotton district is like they're beginning to put these oh, huge yeah. murals on these buildings whether they're still being used or not mm -hmm. and um just having a place for art to be you know right in the mind's eye of the public um so have y'all done a lot of that kind of work in the past like maybe it's like i guess it used to be called graffiti i don't know if it's <laughs> so much true now well graffiti is tech 
often uh, without permission. <laughs> right, yeah. And uh, whereas, like, you could do the same type of artwork, uh, and if you have permission, and you might even get paid for it. Right. So graffiti... You could be, com- you could be commissioned for that. Right, yeah. So, yeah. so that's, a, that's a, a huge difference between graffiti and, you know, mural art, in a sense, you know, I mean, is whether you have permission... But if you, know, you want to, if you're really good at it, and you write a grant, you can write a grant or get money from various people. Uh, yeah. You can get paid to do the same thing. Maybe it takes away the allure of the danger. I don't know, but I <laughs> yeah. mean, uh, we do. We've done a little. Uh, Joseph's probably a little more interested in the outsider and uh, that kind of urban art than I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd rather sit in here at night and draw crazy stuff in my studio. Yeah. When no one, everybody else is asleep, but uh, I, there's some appeal to it to me. I love it. Yeah. I love that people are doing it. There's some yeah. great murals. There's definitely, you know, there's some walls around town that look a lot better with some paint on it than they did before. <laughs> we have some other opportunities coming up here and there. Yeah. yeah. We just talked to someone about doing part of a place in Amory, a new bar, a restaurant. You know, you know, you know. We'll probably do more and more of that in the future, yeah. I, su- I suspect. It seems to be more popular lately. There's yeah. a lot more opportunities popping up in our Golden Triangle for it, too, I'd say. Yeah, and I've, I've really appreciated that. I know just um, it was the first time I come in contact with your art. was um, It was working the art festivals with Munson Brothers mm-hmm. and just walking through to check out what everybody else saw, and like um, it immediately captured my eye. Was, was, like, was that a Sunday fun day? Or? It was not. It was the first. It was at the... Uh, in Oxford, oh, okay. the double the, decker. The double decker yeah. was the first, and I, I gave you a shout out that day as you walked by ours. Like, <laughs> hey, Joe, man, saw your stuff. You know, you you had you had one of the better places. You were you were more into the uh, the circle. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, like I had been following your art for some time, and I walked by, and I was like, he's here, man. That's great. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so, like, just to kind of talk about the the festival scene, and I like how that is. Um, mm. I'm getting to be more part of Monson Brothers, but like seeing guys like y'all out there and uh, really sharing your art. Like, what are uh, some of the things that you hear as people are stopping in to check it out? And like, oh, <laughs> art, art's weird too. You know, like I've had art, I've shipped art to countries. I've had art, you know, in probably eighty international shows. You know, I've had art in galleries, museums. I've given talks at uh, colleges and universities and had shows. But these little festivals are unique. You can really connect with people, yes, individually, and I I, yeah. I like it. And and to be honest, you know, it's, it, you know, it's fun. Make it that's fun. And you got to do everything you can every day to push art because it's hard to make yeah. it as an artist. You know, it's super hard. Mm-hmm. So you can't stop. And festivals get you in people's minds. And but we do hear a lot of stuff because our art is somewhat weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, people often ask about the drugs we do, and I don't. We don't. I don't do any drugs, you know. Yeah. So it's like I am a drug. I don't need them. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting. Um, I don't know. Get all kinds of different reactions, which is part of the fun too. I think for going to some of the festivals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We get good. We get some positive reaction. Yeah. Uh, we, we had people come over and we're like, oh yeah, this we love this stuff. We want you guys to come. You know, this is some of our favorite stuff. A lot of college students really like gravitate towards it. Yeah. And then, you know. <laughs> but then on the other end of the spectrum, we've had uh, kids come in and really like it, and their parents yeah. grab them and take them away. Don't look at that. <laughs> yeah. Turn know, away. We've, we've had, uh, you know, so some people, you know, and, and it's that I think for me the conversation is the biggest part yeah. of a festival. Sometimes we make some money. We always make a little, but it's not about the money as much as the dialogue with people and opening up their minds I think you know that's what I like yeah it's a lot of work to do a festival um, but we do it for you 
And also, we're in Mississippi. You know, we're chock full of musicians, artists, writers, but there's always seemed to be a lack of opportunities for those people here to really make a living. So we, we looked at that a few years ago, and we personally, we tried to make some changes by mm-hmm. putting on our own festivals and art walks, and uh, like Sunday Funday, I was a big yeah. part of putting that on. And well, let, let's spend some time there, man, because that's something special for this Golden Triangle area, um, the Sunday Funday. And, um, I mean, it happens during the summer, and not only is it a good place for a musician who's wanting to break out and play out for public, it's also a great way for an artist to display their art. And so that happens from what it it kicks off in May and then once a month through October. This will be our fourth year, Sunday Funday. And uh, uh, there were several of us the first year, three, four years ago. Blair Edwards was a big ringleader in coming up with the idea. And then and I was on board early on. And the, the last two years, um, it was kind of, it, it needed some direction. So I really took it over and I formed a board. And I, I had some ideas that I wanted to push hard. I wanted musicians to get paid i wanted artists to not pay for their booths and i wanted kids art activities i wanted for everybody to come out diversity of people young old different cultures different races different anything and have something for them and but at the same time i wanted vendors to be making their own product i didn't want to you know bring in stores and that's just not what it is and nothing against that but and it's then, an opportunity for artists that's yeah. right so we so the first thing was to get go out and find money from grants and or various sponsors so we found some good sponsors and we were able to you know I think pay our musicians something our sound guy something and none of our uh, artists had to pay a fee and some and everybody made a little money it grew each time made some good uh, connections with the local media and regional media sure but I was the director and uh, for two years and Joseph was on the board as well as and uh, several others and then after two years this year this past year I, I stepped off the board and brought in another person so my, and the idea is I don't want to be on I don't want to be the only person in charge of an event like that it, it needs to be community driven so we need to bring in and rotate or otherwise it won't last right so we got a new board some of there's some rollover I've been involved three years so this year it's, it's time to step out one of the camps of the cottage gives us director and we got a great new guy in charge of art and I'm sure it'll be great and maybe go slightly different but it, it's actually turning into a, a community thing and that's what you want yeah you know yeah, and I remember um, like some of the guys that I've had on the show in the past, just local out of Columbus, like Shane Tubbs mm-hmm. and some of those cats, mm-hmm. and like it was always just uh, it was a good deal for Columbus folks to go out to Starkville. Like you don't have to be from Starkville to enjoy these Sundays, you know. Well, it's a Sunday is a weird time. There's not a lot going on, and, and it's, sometimes it was very hot or whatever, but it was still fun. Yeah, and it gave an opportunity for artists and, uh, and musicians, maybe especially, to be heard and seen by people that wouldn't have seen them otherwise you know a lot of not everybody goes can go to a bar at night or so and there's not even that many venues in this area to right. be honest right so it was really good and and we got some exposure to people we got we tried to get them if they were there on the some of them were on tv we had the news there wcbi tba we had newspaper and radio coverage uh, so that was good we got them i hope it helps some people yeah I think it's a it's a plug in like this past year. I know it raised a lot more heat than it had in the past because I've I've just recently been back in this area for a little over two years now, and the first year I was back, Sunday Funday completely passed me over. But this time around, it was well, it, we're, was, it we're, was really well, yeah, it was really well played to where like it had a lot of attention. And and Sunday Funday, you know, is one one event. You know, we've been involved with uh, helping out with other things, setting up. Art, art walks and, and Starville and other places and, and 
you know, uh, live painting at Rick's or, yeah. you know, pop-up shows, various businesses. We just go in and ask people, hey, can we do something? Yeah. Yeah. You know how many times they say no? Just about never. It's rarely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so, rare. And that's growing, and we have good support here locally. And we, we help out with other festivals and Meridian. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's growing. People are coming to us in Starville now and asking us, hey, how do you do this? Can you help us? Yeah. And we're seeing the networking, the spider webbing of all these activities throughout the state. And, and we've created a... a I guess a base, a database almost of artists and musicians from the Golden Triangle now. So uh, if you go to another event in the region, you're starting to see some of us going there, all these people, yeah. and all of a sudden that event is better right. because of what we're doing here. That's yeah. cool. And that definitely is. And to be a part of those groups on the Facebook, like you're talking about, we have, with, with those groups, it's mm -hmm. like just to see it grow and you're starting to see a lot of people start coming out about their art. Yeah, it's, we've seen it grow pretty exponentially in the last like four years just opportunities for artists that didn't exist four or five years ago right yeah and without having a gallery to show their art in yeah so and the galleries are great but there's a lot of overhead the tech audit commission and it's hard for artists they're scared to show their work and uh musicians likewise sometimes yeah, a little hesitant these events to play. have been big for like college students and high school students that are getting into art or homemade crafts or or music like Sunday fun day yeah so it's just whatever that looks like for them and as guys as we're getting geared up for festival season it won't be long uh, you got mm -hmm. the railroad fest coming up in Amory and uh, it won't be long we'll be looking at the, the Columbus downtown the double decker the I double decker's coming up <laughs> yeah. we get, we have several right away we we will be doing uh, probably the one in Startwell associated with pride it's called the queer art market you know and that's right. a fun one and the next week we'll be in uh Hattiesburg at Hubfest, and yeah. then we'll be in Meridian, Three Foot. We'll be at Starville's Cotton District, and yeah, all we'll right be there. Double Decker, in a few weeks in a row, yeah. you know, bam, 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 and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a busy time. Yeah, I really like festival season. Like I was, we were just talking it over with Monson, getting ready for the festival season and taking the Westphalia out for these shows, and mm -hmm. like you start seeing the dates, and it's like. We're going to be busy, boys. Yeah, those couple months, it's like everyone, yeah. Yeah, then Sunday fun day. And then, <laughs> then Sunday fun day starts up about that time, too. We do, uh, we do really enjoy uh, helping out and making these things happen because I felt like there was just a lack of opportunities here. And, and when Joseph, uh, out of high school, he went to the Savannah College of Art for a while, and then he, he moved back here, and we talked about ways to make money and show our art. And that's when we really... That's when we started, started actively promoting and starting our own art walks and pushing yeah. art events. Yeah. And uh, I got involved with the community arts, public places, and that sort of thing. So all that's important, but uh, we also want to do things here in Sesums. We we call this the McGowan Art Studio, and it's on Google, McGowan Art Studio. Yeah. You know? And uh, we want to have uh, we want to have little events out here. We've had some. We've we've toyed around. But the goal is to do a lot more, have a, have workshops, painting workshops, maybe ceramic, to show art and you know bring people out and do things together. And we've done some of that, but we want to do a lot more. And I'm I'm retiring from MSU this summer. Okay. So I've been there a long time, and I'm ready to really push the art a little harder. Yeah, man. And so uh, just uh, definitely looking forward to that. I, mean, <laughs> I like uh, I like the setup. I appreciated the tour, you know, and just getting around and. Uh, especially the two big pieces you have there in the living room and seeing everything that you have here. It's not just art. you got music and you step outside and it's like, uh, I feel like you could sit out on that porch and write a song or draw a picture for easy, you know. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take anything. 
music so. and literature and art it's all it's all very similar like i know ju- i write at work i'm i primarily write scientific papers and web articles and when joseph writes music i mean he does his own songs that mm-hmm. it's like a process how does that work it's all tied to the art to the music to the yeah i guess it's kind of a similar approach there uh typically it's kind of the same idea with art with uh improvising yeah you could have a song that's about a painting, you know, and then you you record you it on your guitar, apparently. <laughs> and then when you you record it, you can you know he's recorded things, and then he would do a little CD cover of oh, his yeah. art, and it's all like well, this then online, frenzy. You know, there's often a little image associated with the mm-hmm. song, so you can have fun with like this interplay of art and music and uh, writing. Yeah. yeah, it's all full circle for you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Well, guys. Um, <laughs> getting ready to just walk this thing on out the door anything else to add or subtract anything else to say about the studio here or just anything else that you want word out about oh i don't know i mean for me i mean just i just i'm just really glad that i have a place where i can do art it wasn't always that way sometimes it was in a little corner somewhere and and i i found a place in sessions quite a while ago and it was sort of a cheap piece of land and a done a lot of work to turn it into something and just just continuously and just being steady with things and you know there's no excuses you know we all have excuses but if you want to do something you, you know I found just do it you know you know I could it's choices really I, I could choose to sleep more <laughs> or you know there you know I could watch TV if I'm watching TV or a movie I, I could be doing art at the same time or fiddling with a guitar you know you, know, you got to find time to do the things that are important to who you are. And if you don't, you're going to regret it. Sometimes it's hard, you know, in other aspects of life. But I'm personally driven to do art. I, I don't even think about it. I just got to do it. If I don't do it, I'm kind of going to be annoying the next day. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, if you're a musician, you might relate to that. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, don't you feel better when you're walking around playing the guitar or singing or drawing or painting? Yeah. You know? Yeah. i got to have that time. You know, whether it happens at the beginning of the day or at the end, I need that time. To, it's, and, like, it's like how I unwind. That's right. Yeah. And even a few minutes a day is okay. Yeah. If I, if I can just get in a few minutes to an hour, I'm good. I mean, I could take longer. but And also, art isn't just about painting or drawing for me. It's about, like, planting something, planting some trees or bushes or... You know, there's a lot of aspects to art, designing a pavilion and thinking about how we're going to tie it into the bigger picture, you know, and and how that'll influence other types of art later, you know. Absolutely. I know with uh, just my interactions throughout the day, whether, you know, my job in Starbull and a lot of times I'm out on the road interacting with the public and uh, talking to them about problems that they have or whatever that looks like and or maybe it's just with a conversation that I'm having here on the podcast or with a friend, but... Um, those conversations are inspiring things and like it's good to be able to have a phone or a notepad that I keep in that bag you know I can jot that down so when I get back home and get around a guitar I'm like okay let's flesh this idea out (laughs) that's interesting yeah that's right you never know where your inspiration is going to come from that's a question you get often when you're creative I'm like more from everywhere I guess I mean my my inspiration is everywhere I mean I don't want to have a uh, it's only from this. I, my inspiration is less from other artists than it is from everything else. You know, I don't. I don't want to emulate another artist. Yeah. You know, and it's in fact, been done, right? I mean, I, I, my my art history knowledge is really not very good at all, and that's fine. I do appreciate other art, but I don't want to be that guy. I want to do my own thing. Sure. And let things drive it. 
otherwise well Joseph anything <laughs> else to add or subtract to that I don't know I think I think that's about it you can you can look at Joseph at <laughs> any given day and know that he's into something. <laughs> into something. <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be hard for the, far to do, huh? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, all right, guys. We'll walk this thing out the door. Well, I really appreciate y'all taking the time. Thanks for inviting me out to uh, be here with you today. Oh, yeah. It's great Thanks to be for out coming here out. McGowan yeah. Studio. Yeah, like having people look around. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hey, I got some shirts over at monsterbrothers.com. Just look for the Porch Talk tab. If you're on your phone, type in monsterbrothers.com and you'll scroll down. You'll see me at the bottom right. You can check everything out that we have there. Rate and review the show if you haven't done so already. Joe and Joseph, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to sit down with me. And uh, guys, show them some love. Uh, if you see them out at these festivals or at a Sunday Fundy, Stop by, hang out, and uh, buy some art. Support the guys. Support the arts. Hey, we're going to walk this thing on out the door with uh, one of my favorite questions. How about a murder ballad? This is Cecilia by the Mulligan Brothers. Peace out. Set me free, oh, I'll 
Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.